Thank you for listening to the Sisters Podcast with Pastor Vilma and the Rivers team. Be sure to subscribe for a monthly dose of encouragement and inspiration to help you in your daily life. We pray that this message will help you in whatever season of your life you might be in. You know, there's something so special about new things, like a new hairstyle. I don't think I've had calls for probably over 30 years. <laughs> but you know, a new baby, a new home or car, um, what about a new day? There's something exciting, you know, every morning when we wake up, we touch each other and we just say, good morning, Lord, thank you for another day. You know, I love this scripture in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, and it says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, we're all hoping and praying for the new day when our lives will return to normal. You know, now, what about the concept of renewal? What came to my mind when I started working on this message uh, was that, you know, you, you, you hear people renewing their marriage vows. We have done that several times over the 48 years that we've been married. Um, we renew our commitment to God. That's a beautiful re renewal, isn't that? And, and I know that some renewals are a bit of a pain, like your car license renewal, for instance, because number one, it costs money, and number two, it takes a lot of time, amen? And, but, you know, renewal can also be the most wonderful thing ever. I mean, we just think about spring, when we're going to see our wisteria beginning to grow. This is not the real deal, but, you know, we'll just pretend it is. <laughs> now, the meaning of renewal, just to help you along a little bit tonight, means restoration, to reintroduce, repeat, recommence, to regenerate, and rekindle. Now, renewal, to me, comes across as having another go, having a second chance. And at the moment, we would all love to have another go at life, to have another go at church, at business, at travel, Oh my goodness, and visiting our families. I haven't seen my grandchildren in Belito for a long time. For as long as we all know we've been in lockdown. I have not seen them. And uh, it's hard because you just want to hold them and love them and spend time with them. You know, but we are longing for that new day that God is going to give to us. And at the moment, you know, we've put all our things on hold Weddings, people with, sadly, who have to attend funerals, it, 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 it's, it's, it's heart-wrenching, and I can just imagine. So, yeah, so, you know, we are so uncertain about the future, but we know who holds our future. I mean, we do know that God holds our future, and he is in our future, and he's drawing towards a fantastic future. You know, for, for, for many people who have 
lost loved ones, they may feel like they need to ride from, rise, sorry, they need to rise from the ashes. Perhaps you feel like Job tonight, who, who although he was a righteous man, yet he lost everything. And, and the story of Job is testament of how a person can have another chance at life. He learned so many lessons about renewal. And I've always loved this verse that I want to quote to us tonight because Pastor Andre introduced me to it in one of his messages many, many years ago. It is Job chapter 14, verses 7 to 9, and it says, At least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and its new sprouts will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground, and its stump die in the soil. Its roots may, I just said that, yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth shoots again. Now, you know, that brings me to this thought that for us, the scent of water is the Holy Spirit. It is the word of God. It is the breath of God. Um, and, and, and that will help us to have another go in our Christian walk, in our walk with God's word, our relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, tonight, either we have been cut down in our hope and faith, because I've heard stories like this, or we, in a moment of weakness, failed God and ourselves. Well, we are the perfect candidates for renewal in one way or the other. And the title of tonight's message is Living a Renewed Life. Living a Renewed Life. I wonder if you wouldn't mind just praying with me as we just commit this time and the word to the Lord right now. You can put your hand on your heart. Father God, we welcome you, your Holy Spirit, into our midst. And we just pray that, Lord God, as our hearts begin to open, as we begin to lean in, that you will speak deep into our hearts, into our souls, into our spirits, Lord. We need everything we can get from you, Father God, because you bring newness. By your love, we see newness, as we've even sung tonight. You make us into new vessels, Lord, when we make ourselves available to you, even as we've sung that tonight. And you want to bring new wine and new life out of our beings, Lord God. And so, Lord, yes, make us a vessel. Make us an offering. Make us everything, Lord God, that you want us to be. We commit this time to you, and we commit this word to you. Bring it alive to many, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you are a disciple, think of your own journey. If you are following Jesus, Think of that day that you made that commitment. It's the most important day of our lives, amen? You gave your, your heart to Jesus and you were born again. You changed. You became a new person. Now, how did that even happen? It's simple, really. It's a mystery. It's a miracle. But we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
The old has gone, the new has come. We are new creations meant to keep growing, bearing lasting fruit, seeing seasons of renewal in our lives. You know, some of the last words that Jesus spoke before he left the earth is found in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. He said, so wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus wants disciples. That's what he said, go and make disciples. Amen? He wants disciples. And, and, and people who are born again and transformed are meant to be disciples, not just believers. To be a believer is not enough. You actually believe, then you belong, then you become. And to believe and belong is incomplete. So let's look at how even the demons believe. James chapter 2, verse 19, it says, You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. I think James is quite cheeky in this translation, the New Living Translation. Well, then he writes, Even the demons believe, and they tremble in terror. Sila, think about that for a moment. See, to be a believer is not enough. And I love the fact that I'm a believer and I'm part of a, a huge family of believers. Amen? But to be born again means I have been renewed in my spirit. It means I'm not who I used to be before. I do not do what I did before. My, 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 I speak differently and I think differently. But you know what? If you have slipped back from where you once were and you feel like a defeated Christian tonight, there is hope for you to experience a renewal. So we're going to look at a few thoughts this evening. I've got four thoughts on how to live a renewed life. Because Pastor Andre always teaches us, don't just share a message. Tell people how to do this. And, and, and that is what I want to do tonight. And I hope I'm helping these gorgeous girls yes. behind me tonight as well. The first thought this evening is renew our thinking. Now, for many of us, this may be old hat, old news, but it's in the Word of God. And the truth is we may know it, but we may not always do it. Amen? And so we need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit who comes alongside us. You know, the Holy Spirit is the paraclete. He is our helper. He is the one who brings conviction. Your thoughts are going in a direction that I don't think your father will be happy with. Amen? We need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit because he's going to be helping us. He's going to guide us in the area of our thoughts. Thoughts are like train tracks. They take us somewhere. You know, what are your thoughts about God? Do you, do you have loving thoughts about your Father in heaven? What he's done? 
I mean, it's, it's a moment that you could just ponder on, write a journal about it, think about it. What do you think about God? What do you think about his word? What do you think about people? What do you think about yourself, your, your past, your future? Just to mention a few things. Now, Paul reminds us about the importance of our thoughts. In Philippians 4, chapter, sorry, in Philippians chapter 4, Verse 8 to 9, he wrote and he says, And now, brothers and sisters, as I close this letter, I find this very interesting because he underlines everything in that whole book of Philippians, and he closes it by saying, Let me say this one more thing. Fix your eyes on what is true. Sorry. Fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and dwell on the fine good things in others. Think about all you can praise God for and be glad about that. Man, I love that because, you know, we always say count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Here he's reminding us and telling us, think about all you can praise God for. That will take your mind off this pandemic. That will take your mind off how tight this month is going to be, how business isn't where it's supposed to be. Fix your thoughts on who cares the most about you and, and think about how you can praise God for all the good. Don't turn around and say, well, I've got nothing to praise God for. If you've got breath in your lungs tonight, you already have a reason to be praising God. If you've got health, if you've got your family, if you've lost family, you still can praise God because if they knew Jesus, you know where they've gone. Amen? And you know what? There's a lot of negativity that can fill our minds at the moment more than ever before. The world is in trouble. It's in trouble on many fronts. And then there's this pandemic. People are depressed. Uh, you know, people are suicidal. I saw on the news this week that three university students took their own lives because of the depression brought on by this terrible pandemic. And they obviously couldn't see their future. But you know, we've got to believe that there is a future for us and that God is drawing us towards that future. Amen. You know, it is possible to renew our minds and our thinking. You know, I know I also have a challenge in this area where my mind just goes down a road, but it is possible, and we need to ask God to take control of our thoughts. When you wake up in the morning, one of the first things you need to do, and that I will do, is to say, Lord God, help me with my thinking today. Lord, help me to focus on the beautiful things in life. Help me to focus on your word and think about that and meditate about that. Now, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, is very powerful and very helpful in helping us to understand how this can be made possible. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Let me just stop there. You know, when you give your heart to Jesus, your life is no longer your own. You've been bought with a price. Let's not be like the world who argues about the word of God and argues with 
fellow Christians and argues about that does not mean that's not what it says, no. We are on an altar, we are living sacrifice. We mean to be holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship, amen. Then it says, do not conform any longer because very clearly we all have conformed to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. There is a battle being fought for a strategic area of our lives. The outcome will determine the course of our lives. It is the battle for our minds. Our minds are a battlefield. There is a battle for our attention. There is a battle for our affection. And it is the battle that the enemy wants us to believe we are losing. Don't ever, ever give in to that thought that you are in a losing battle because you know what? The outcome of the battle will determine the quality of your Christian life. Win this battle and your Christian walk will be filled with blessing, joy, and satisfaction. Lose this battle, then your Christian walk will be filled with spiritual poverty, frustration, and immaturity. Don't give up as it is a battle that we must win. That is why we need to constantly be renewing our minds. That is also why we must put on the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. You know, I've, we've spoken about it, and at the youth conference last week, Pastor Harrison shared a beautiful message on that. You can actually go and watch that on, on YouTube. Well, Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, as he, she thinks in his, her heart, so is he. If you believe negative things about your life, about your past, just remember your past may have been negative, but God has turned it all around for you as you have cooperated with him. You don't need to live with guilt. You don't need to live with regret because God has taken what you have done as far as the east is from the west. Amen? Your present, maybe, and your future is negative all the time. There's no hope for this country. There's no... Don't ever say that. Because in one day, God can turn everything around, as we heard a couple of years ago, Michelle, at, at the women's conference. You know, if you keep on believing that your life is defeated and it's all hopeless, um, I just need to say this. The Lord wants overcomers and victorious disciples. So we can't give up. We mustn't give up. Don't give up. I love what... Um, in her book, Battlefield of the Mind, Joyce Meyer wrote, she said, don't give up in capital letters. When the battle seems endless and you think you'll never make it, remember that you are reprogramming a very carnal, fleshly, worldly mind to think as God thinks. Impossible? No. Difficult? Yes. But just think. You have God on your team. I believe he is the best computer programmer around. Your mind is like a computer 
that has had a lifetime of garbage programmed into it. God is working on you, at least he is, if you invited him to have control of your thoughts. He is reprogramming your mind. Just keep cooperating with him and don't give up. You know, it is our responsibility. Amen? Now, we need to get onto that altar. And we need to say, I'm a living sacrifice. My life is not my own. And we need to offer our bodies and our minds and our lives to the living God, and he will transform our lives and renew our lives. Can I have an amen Amen. from God's gorgeous girls on staff? My second thought this evening is we need to renew our sight. Now, I want to focus on renewing the way we see people tonight. Obviously, I had to just cut things down a little bit for the sake of time. Well, the reason I want to focus on people tonight is because people are at war with each other today. Social, or should I say anti-social media, is so hostile and hateful. And, you know, the word actually says in the last days, the love of many people will grow cold. Even Christians can be hateful and hostile, I've noticed, on Instagram, on Facebook. You know, and if we're not careful, we will catch that into our spirits, where we just get onto the bandwagon and we start attacking people and we miss, actually, we miss the point of what they're actually even saying, but we're getting onto the person that's now beginning the attack. You know, and, and, and it really, it, it, we must watch for that because we're reading this stuff and we are then getting onto the bandwagon of how to break people down because we don't see people correctly, amen. And so, you know, it's so important that we renew the way that we see people. There's an account uh, in the Word of how Jesus healed a blind man, and we read about that in Mark chapter 8, verses 23 to 25. It says, he took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were open, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. I think there comes a time when we need to ask God to help us see everything clearly. The most important area is to see people clearly. People are who Jesus came for, to save, to heal, to restore. It's all about people, amen. And, and we are all different, and we need to learn acceptance and love our neighbor as ourselves. Let's not forget what the word tells us we should be doing, how we should be viewing people. We should view them as valuable as we think we are. Amen? And we must remember that we too once were blind and now we see. Now let's not see people as trees now. We can see, but they're just objects. They're just in the way. They're such a nuisance. No, God doesn't want us, you know, to to be like that. This blind man saw people as trees, but we need to see people clearly clearly not like trees. People are not objects, 
And so we need to treat people, even if we disagree with them, with kindness and with mercy. That is what Jesus did for us. You know, we always hear that what God wants to do in our lives is to, to make us more like his son, Jesus, to imitate to Jesus. And, and we mustn't forget that. We mustn't forget that we're here to be imitators of God. I mean, not of this world, not the narrative of this world to be cool and hip and woke and happening. <laughs> Philippians 2, verses 4 to 8, Paul is writing and he's saying, each of you should not only look to your own interests, but also the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. A very good example, amen? So let's renew the way we see people, girls, with compassion and kindness, and in so doing, imitate our Lord Jesus. What South Africa needs more than anything is for us to have mercy, not to get irritated with people, not to point out their blindness, how they can't see this and they can't see that, but to have mercy and actually to pray for them. Ask God to, to reveal himself to them so that they can see him for who he is. Number three, renew our speak. Now, what do I mean by that? Because we don't use this term so much anymore. It used to be a term we used a lot at Rivers. You know, watch your speak. Now, we need to renew our speak because our tongue can be our own worst enemy. And, and it can be full of criticism. It can lack grace and kindness. It can lie and exaggerate. Uh, and because of people's hardship and bitterness, you know, they can allow their words to be unacceptable to God. That includes me, you know. And I love David's Psalm 19 because it, it puts it so beautifully in a prayer. Verse 14, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. It's a prayer we can all pray every single day. Lord, may the words of my mouth. It's a song we used to sing many, many years ago. I think David must have known that what the heart is full of, full of the mouth will speak. And David needed renewal. He knew that if God created a steadfast spirit in him, he would think differently, he would see differently, and he would speak differently. And Jesus, in teaching in Matthew chapter 12, 34, he said, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. You see, because our speak will only change when there's a difference in our hearts. Amen? So he said, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken, for every careless word they have spoken, for by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned. 
I read that, not that I'm gonna focus on it, but it's also another sealer moment. And we can't just bugle or goggle and just let words come out and think it's okay, because there's, pay, there's gonna be payment for that, amen? And payment that we cannot afford. We also read in Ephesians chapter four that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. I haven't contemplated or meditated on that for quite a long time, that what comes out of my mouth, my reactions, my words, it can actually grieve the Holy Spirit. In fact, push the Holy Spirit away from me, amen. So as we come to a close this evening, the most important area of renewal is renew our love and commitment to God. And the way to do that is to recommit our hearts to him, to renew our vows to Jesus because we are his bride. Isn't that beautiful? He is the groom of heaven and we are his beautiful bride and, and we just need to renew our vows to him. And if you've turned back from God, you've turned away from the Lord, humbly pray to God with a contrite heart. And contrite is a very interesting word. It means remorseful, repentant, and sorry. And, and you know, in, in Psalm 51, the psalm that I'm not actually gonna quote tonight, but Psalm 51 is a psalm of David after he had sinned against God uh, by committing adultery with Bathsheba and by causing her husband to be killed. So he was not only an adulterer, but he was also a murderer. And then he came to God with this contrite heart. And he said, a contrite heart and a broken spirit you will not despise. And so tonight, I don't know where you find yourself. I, I don't know what has happened. But what you can do tonight is you can make a genuine commitment to serve God as a disciple. And you can do that if you've never done that before, by the way. And, and, and say to yourself, I'm not just gonna be a believer because I, I do believe. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe that he rose from the dead. I believe that he's coming back to take his people back to, to be with him in heaven. But you know what? You wanna be a disciple of God. You wanna be a dis disciplined one, uh, not just a believer. You wanna start walking in his word and applying the principles of Jesus. You wanna start standing on the promises of God. And, and you know, if you, if you do that now, and you're genuine about it, you get onto that altar, you sort out your thinking, uh, you, you sort out how you see people and, and what comes out of your mouth, and, and now you're making this commitment, you won't have to keep going back to this thing all the time, back to this thing all the time, back and forth in the kingdom. You know, for a month you're serving God and you're not hanging out with people who don't serve God, by the way, and it's a good thing to perhaps find new friends who do serve God because that will help you all together join a connect group, but it will help you all together to stay on the path. We encourage one another, we need one another. We can't do this, especially now online, whether it's Zoom or however, we wanna do this thing for God. Do you know what, God's, what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10? He says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. 
You see, that's a promise I want to stand on. I want to believe God for the best for my life. I want to believe God that he wants to renew me. He wants to reset me. He wants to recharge me. (laughs) He wants to refresh me. He wants us free from guilt, and he wants us free from regret. He wants us to dance and rejoice in his presence, even in our lounge room, in our bathroom. He has turned my morning into dancing, amen. He wants us in wide open spaces, enjoying abundant life with renewed thinking and with renewed hearts, amen. And all it takes is a decision. And we will pray tonight, and we're going to help you, all of us together, we are going to help you to make that decision tonight. I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus. I'm doing this for the very first time. My eyes have been opened. This is marvelous. I can't wait for you to pray, Pastor Vilma, or you're just coming right back to the Lord again. And so we're going to pray. Father God, and you can pray after me. Father God. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you came. I open my heart to you right now. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to help me, Lord, to be the person that you always intended for me to be. The best me because of you. And Lord, help me with the way that I'm going to think, the way I'm going to see, the way I'm going to speak in the days ahead, because I want to be, a, 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 I want to be pleasing to you. I want to be a sacrifice on that altar. And tonight, Lord, as I recommit my life to you, I renew my vows to you, the things that I promised to you. Thank you that I have another chance, another go. And your Holy Spirit is right here helping me to make this decision. Lord, I will jot down this day the 25th of June, 2021, as a turning point in my life. I receive you now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed and inspired by this ministry. 